I wonder if any of you have ever thrown a surprise party for someone or had a surprise party thrown for you. Uh, I have many funny memories of various parties of this sort I've been involved in. One case, my family threw a surprise party for my father, and uh, we had all this company coming over, and my mother, after going shopping, left about three dozen hamburger buns on the counter, and uh, this is one of the dangers of throwing a surprise party. People might catch on to what's happening. Uh, when my father came home from work, he said, uh, what's going on? What's, what's with all the hamburger buns? And uh, my uncle was in college at the time, my uncle Carl, and so my mother, thinking quickly, said, oh, Carl's coming over for dinner. Uh, college, young college men being able to eat perhaps two dozen sloppy joes at a time. And so he bought into this. Another memory I have, which I thought of in particular in preparing for today's liturgy, uh, was six years ago, my best friend uh, out in the world celebrated his 40th birthday, and so his wife asked me to help uh, prepare a surprise party for him. And uh, what made me think of this, there were two reasons for it. One is that uh, being six years past 40, I'm starting to realize more and more every year uh, that most of the people, more and more of the people I've known in my life have gone on to the next life. And, uh, you know, when, I, when you're a child, you don't know that many people who have died. But the older we get, the more we feel uh, a kinship with those who are no longer with us in this life. Uh, the second reason was, again, this whole idea of surprise. Uh, I managed to sneak out of the cloister and attend the dinner we had for him. And, uh, of course, when he came in the door... He wasn't expecting to see uh, not only me, but about 40 or 50 of various friends that we have known for many, many, many years. And as he looked around the room, you just saw this look of recognition. Right? So he, at first, he didn't know what to make of this. He saw all these people. And uh, then one by one, he remembered. He could recognize these people. And not only that, as the evening wore on, he started to s tell stories about uh, you know, I thought something was up, you know. I noticed my wife doing strange things, like leaving the room when uh, her cell phone would ring. And uh, uh, now I understand. Now it all makes sense. Things that, uh, that didn't hang together before suddenly are clear in the light of this new knowledge. A revelation. Uh, my friends care about me, among other things, enough to throw me a surprise party and keep it hidden from me for all these weeks. So... What we do in celebrating uh, today's commemoration, but also yesterday's solemnity, these are in part uh, the revelation that the Church gives us to know what to expect as we live out the rest of our life and prepare ourselves for the life to come. So a lot depends on expectations. When we're not expecting a surprise party, of course, then when it happens, uh, Lots of details are, are quite surprising, but when we have a chance to prepare or we have a chance to look back after we know the truth, all these details come into focus. And so it is when the Church gives to us the truth of our destiny to live forever with God, uh, to be purified of everything that weighed us down in this life, the possibility of being cleansed of all of our sins, cleansed of all of our mistakes, our weaknesses, our failings, being made perfect and entering into the company of the saints. And so yesterday we see the saints praying for us, urging us to join them, urging us to live holy lives. 
And today we see that in order to live that holy life, it's up to us to pray for those who have gone before us and are in need of this cleansing, in need of this purification, uh, who, are, who are anticipating, yearning to enter into God's full presence, but because of the sins of this life, the imperfections of this life, they are not prepared yet. Uh, but we know from multiple sources in our tradition that prayer, our prayer, our celebration of the Holy Eucharist for the poor souls in purgatory is truly efficacious, that we speed them on their way. Uh, when I teach the, the younger men moral theology in the cloister, we use Dante's Divine Comedy. And one of the beautiful things about the Purgatorio, the second set of cantos, where Dante and Virgil go through purgatory together, is that everywhere they stop, the souls talk about how much they benefit from the prayers of us here. And they ask Dante, when you go back to earth, please remind my family, remind my friends to pray for me. That really makes a difference. It really helps. And it ties us together. It helps us to remember we are going to need those prayers someday. We are going to this place of purification. We are going on to heaven to join the saints. And by praying daily for the souls of the faithful departed, for offering the sacrifice of the Mass for them, we are learning to see the details of this life as we go along in their truth. Uh, what, what didn't make sense before, the sufferings we have in this life, the people God sends us, the strange circumstances, suddenly come into focus when we see our goal, when we see what it means to be a saint, what it means to live in God's presence. And the last true key to all of this is the Holy Eucharist, which we're celebrating tonight. Because the Holy Eucharist is the time we are gathered at the cross we are gathered at the one sacrifice that Christ made. And because there's only one sacrifice, when we gather at the altar, we are with every other Christian who has ever celebrated around the altar because it's the same sacrifice that we're offering. And so we're truly gathered. We see this great cloud of witnesses. We see these, this great throng of those who've gone before us and are urging us on, waiting for us to join them. And as uh, St. Monica, Augustine's uh, mother, said, you know, it doesn't matter where I'm buried. You can bury me in my home of Africa, or you can bury me here in Italy where they were when she was dying. All I ask is that you remember me at the altar of the Lord, wherever you are, wherever you may be. And so tonight that we gather to pray for the faithful who have gone before us, to pray for those who need our prayers in the next life. This is also purifying us, bringing us together with all of the saints who have gone before us and all those who are to come. And let us ask God to truly open our eyes to see how this realization makes sense of all that we do each day.